drop. You knew it was coming. You knew it was happening. Strap in, kids. The Be Kind Rewind takes on the virus. Welcome back, everybody, to the Be Kind Rewind Show, a podcast that takes a look at Hollywood's biggest failures, and we like to prop those bad boys up, and we like to show that they are actually amazingly, amazingly well-made and fun films, and tonight is no exception whatsoever. Um, This is a film that I've known about for a long time. I had just realized that I had just never seen it. I knew it was bad. I knew no one liked it. And I didn't have to watch it because I just kind of knew. But, alas my ass, we're taking on the virus. Um, 1999, Jamie Lee Curtis, William Baldwin, Donald Sutherland. I want to say science fiction. I want to say action adventure. Uh, Science fact. I want to say horror. <laughs> mm, it's none of those, and it's all of those. <laughs> so, let's get into it. Uh, today's uh, special guest, you know him, you love him, Mr. Jeremiah Campbell. Woohoo. Woohoo is right. <laughs> right, you love me. The man that spent $2.99, I think twice, right? No, just once. Just the we once? I watch it again. So. Oh, okay. Also, if you don't watch it, you don't have to pay for it? No, it only gives you a certain amount of time. Once you watch it on streaming, it goes away. Mm. So it's not like you can just keep watching it for that $2.99. That'd be sweet. Yeah, that'd be nice. I have it for a few days. (laughs) No, I'm not paying $6. It was a great movie, but not $6. (laughs) I I found my copy at uh, the thrift store, and it was actually a two-pack with End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, sweet, I you got something sweet. out of it. Yeah, we got two episodes <laughs> on this DVD. <laughs> Pays for itself. It does pay for itself. So, Had you seen Virus before? I'd never seen Virus before. No, I hadn't either. Um, now, I want to talk about, uh, not really the elephant of the room, but the uh, what's funny about the virus is that I had, because you know, I, I, I used to collect toys fervently, Um big time toy collector I had all sorts of different toys and I can remember I actually had because when they made this movie they tied they had a toy line tied into it they thought it was going to be huge they thought it was going to be the next big franchise and so they made a series of toys and the big centerpiece of the toy line was the Goliath the Goliath robot monster human thing Hmm. which was a giant big metal spider basically which is Seems to be a common theme in late 90s <laughs> movies, big metal spiders. This one just had a bunch of people meet all over it. But it was cool, though. The thing was huge. I used to wear it on my head. And it had four, it had four like, spider legs. And I would, and, and you can, like, clamp it. You could almost clamp it down on your head. And it said, we are virus, or you are virus, we are aware. And then some other thing I can't remember. All lines from the movie. Basically, just said. in one little scene, yeah. <laughs> Um, really cool toy, and I wish I still had it. I would have brought it tonight, but uh, alas, again, alas, my ass, we don't have it. But um, 
it was still a really cool toy. And that was the the end and the, the beginning and the end of, of the virus and what it meant to me. So it was kind of cool to actually see the movie for what it was. Um, so what were your thoughts going into it? Um, well, not I couldn't remember this movie and not ever seen it before. I thought it was going to be more about like an actual like virus, like pathogen type virus, not a computer that's AI exactly, virus. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. And then like the title comes up on the screen virus and it's all looks like 1980. Like, yeah, it was eight bit. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, this is something completely different, but I mean, it's a good, it's good action. Good. Kind of like, it's not quite scary, not quite horror. It's, it's just not. Yeah. Kind of doesn't know what it's supposed to be, but mm-hmm. it's all right as far as like it's got good pace and it doesn't get boring. That's yeah, for it's sure. Never You're just not like... literally like okay, what next? <laughs> um, which was based on a comic book. I didn't know that. Huh? Yeah, it was based on a comic um, by Chuck Farr, um, which I believe is Dark Horse uh, uh, Comics. Yeah, I thought it was more of a of a, of a virus virus, not alien an alien being which is electricity <laughs> which uh comes into the earth's atmosphere through the mirror down into a Russian science vessel which then overtakes the ship itself and basically assumes that the humans are the viruses. So the the, the name virus is they're talking about the humans, but not only that, the computer itself needs humans because the computer the the computer goes out of its way to make a ton of different human robot hybrids, which all look amazing. The the aforementioned Goliath, which is the big one, it's like nine feet tall. I watched on the DVD that had a whole bunch of like featurettes and stuff, and this thing, yeah, was nine feet tall and weighed two tons it was huge yeah and they had a whole they had puppets and they had robots and they go out they went out of their way to use real robots instead of just puppets for a lot of it so in that scene where it's all the robotic hands that's why it's so noisy because they're all real robots and to listen to them talk about the film in these east late 90s featurettes is amazing because the first that they're talking about this is the first time that real robots are being used instead of puppets. <laughs> like this is actually a real robot. Sadly, you can tell <laughs> because they're not as there's a lot of times you can basically see these really beautiful set pieces and these beautiful props just almost like rolled into the scene and then rolled out. Like I didn't feel like there was a lot of autonomy to them sadly but they were mm-hmm. cool looking and there wasn't a lot of cgi for for them either and yeah, just a few just a of few the big years. scenes with the giant robot you could tell mm-hmm. but other than that it looked like it was all practical effects. it was all practical effects well the director and i don't think his name is john bruno now john bruno was a visual effects artist and he mm-hmm. worked with james cameron um he worked on t2 the abyss Avatar, and he won a whole bunch of Academy Awards for it. This was his director, this directorial debut. <clears throat> and 
he he was actually on the on the ship that they used to go down to to see the Titanic for the first not for the first time but to go when James Cameron went down there. Oh yeah, he was on that vessel with them. Hmm. So he had a lot of experience filming in, um, filming those types of movies, but he only oh he directed a segment on heavy metal. Um, he directed the oh nice. A T2 3D Battle Across Time, which is a show at Universal Studios. Of course. Yeah. Vi- <laughs> Virus, he directed two episodes of Star Trek Voyager and then a something called Deep Sea Challenge 3D in 2014. And that's it. Huh. But um, he still does um, visual effects for uh, like Kingsman, The Secret Service, Hercules, um, The Twilight Saga, Season of the Witch. Avatar, X-Men, a lot of movies that we're going to do on this show, actually. Um, for instance, uh, yeah, Alien vs. Predator, <laughs> X-Men, The Last Stand, uh, Season of the Witch. So he basically went back into effects stuff. Yeah. Was he basically. attached to the thing at all? Does it... No. Because I felt like that's not. what this movie was. It was like... Like when they did Speed and then they had Speed 2 Cruise Control. I yeah. felt like that's what this movie was. This was like totally, yeah. Virus. Yeah. It should have been called Thing, Thing 2, 2 on a boat. <laughs> yeah. <something>. Totally. <laughs> cruise Control. <laughs> totally. With robots. But it's robots now. <laughs> Instead of just alien stuff. This this is totally, yeah, this is totally the Thing the thing 2. And uh, sadly, there's a lot of elements of the Thing that I wish we're in here because there's not a lot of like I, I I loved everything that I saw. I liked them a lot. I liked the robots. I liked the 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 human computer or human robot analogs. You can tell that he was a, a visual effects guy because that's where all the money and all the energy went. Yeah, because anything sure. that they thought they could do, they did, except have like meaningful story or yeah, like a right. meaningful none of these characters have any sort of chemistry or any sort of anything back anything that's what of i nothing I, I mean it it was good i couldn't find like i kept like looking to each actor to figure out like all right who's this about like yeah is like jamie lee curtis the lead or is yeah but not really Mm-mm. i mean she's the one that spoiler alert makes it to the end but, yeah but you're like is donald sutherland the lead mm-hmm. or is it supposed to be a love story between is Her it? and the Baldwin guy. Exactly. <laughs> this is like, and it's almost like the the best story is Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis and the Russian chick, the yeah. Russian lady. By far, they had a really nice. They, they had it like, wow, they they those two characters had chemistry. Now you mentioned Donald Sutherland. I loved <laughs> Donald <laughs> Sutherland in this film. Loved it because for one, you can tell that both John uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Sutherland are hammered out of their minds filming this thing <laughs> there is not a co you, you especially donald sutherland like if he was on the sauce he was definitely on the sauce in this he um he, yeah he he just kind of floats through this film he's but it's awesome i love it because he's really the only character that any has any sort of real motivation or reason right. for to do anything other than i'm in this movie and that's it like the black guy, I forget his character's name, uh, just like goes nuts for no reason. And he <laughs> but goes he's nuts. Like, he's pretty calm. And then 
like in, through three quarters of the movie. Then he's like, yeah, and he's really calm. Then all of a sudden he just like, nope, I'm out. But he doesn't leave. He actually just goes deeper in the boat and gets more yeah. crazy. But Donald Sutherland is awesome because he has the most. I mean, you're dealing with the beginning of the movie. So the beginning of the movie begins with Donald Sutherland is the captain of a of like a ragtag tugboat crew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tugboat. How many out in the middle crew of a, in the middle of the, the ocean? eye of a like a hurricane, yeah, tropical I've, storm, I've, hurricane. I've, I've, yeah, but <laughs> something and I and that I for one I didn't think the eyes of these things were like three days worth <laughs> of traveling. Beautiful. <laughs> and two, I didn't think tugboats had that big of a crew. There's like eight people on this thing <laughs> all in total and it just seemed like a really small boat but um so he is he's the captain of the boat and he's pulling a he's got a barge that he's pulling well through the storm they lose that which means he loses everything to the point where he's actually going to kill himself i mean he's got the pistol loaded oh, in that, was a, that was a great scene oh that was an amazing was like, scene he's just sitting in his captain's yeah. and he's about ready to blow his head off and yeah. then like he gets a knock on the door and he's still like i'm busy uh, and then he goes back to putting the gun in his mouth and like uh it's <laughs> terrible like that's awful but i the scene worked really good like i liked it a lot because wow you can actually like shit he's like yep i lost everything so i'm just gonna do this and but until they come that's when Shortly thereafter, he, he doesn't kill himself. They actually come across uh, the Russian the Russian um, science vessel, which was an actual real boat that it was a decommissioned um, science boat, uh, science vessel. And again, the featurettes on the DVD go into that. That's their big selling point in this film is the boat is the big boat, which is it cool. Makes sense because like I was just gonna ask like. It seemed like it was a real ship because it didn't seem like that was on sound stages or anything. Well, it's no, there very, was like, there was still sets, but the boat itself on the exteriors, yeah, it's a real boat. Uh, the bridge and all that stuff, but on the interiors when they're fighting the robots and stuff, it just looks really cool. But there's a lot of stuff that was actually filmed in the boat. But it was like this derelict, um, abandoned uh, boat that they found in some in some navy sh- graveyard that they totally repainted it made it look pretty they show pictures of it when they found it and it's totally like in those scenes and movies where nope that's not your ship that's your ship and it's a derelict just awful tug <laughs> but so they prettied it all up and they made it look they made it look really cool and so they believe that the ship is abandoned well that's when donald sutherland just lights up he's like oh well we're in international <laughs> waters this boat's this boat's abandoned. We can claim scavengers' rights to it. Right. We take this back to land. We could put a lien on it, and the Russian government will have to pay us ten percent of its worth to us. This is like thirty million. Thirty million dollars. Yeah, three hundred million dollars. <laughs> Which, like, wow, that's a steal. <laughs> and like, thirty million dollars, I assumed is how much was the barge was worth that they lost, but thirty million was, again, though this was late '90s, so that could have might as well have been a billion trillion dollars, but. So now he has a reason to not to continue the story. Now, once they get into the science boats and then all of a sudden you're in thing land. Now you've got, he's got the reason to want to keep things going. I love uh, like how optimistic they are. 
<laughs> Maybe it's just me. Or I was like, man, these this ragtag crew of people you don't know who they are because it doesn't tell you any uh, backstory. No, not at all. <laughs> you don't even Very really little. figure out that it's a salvage crew until he talks about salvaging yeah. this other ship. Uh-huh. You don't know why they're towing that other barge nope. or whatever. But they're just like, ooh, he's like, yeah, we can, we got rights to this mm-hmm. in international waters. And the whole time I'm thinking, you're in the eye of a hurricane. Your tugboat lost its tow chain. It's half sinking. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to drive this sweet. boat back? We're just going to hook this thing up and go. To what? Yeah. <laughs> like, we got this. Yeah, this is totally fine. It's good. Well, yeah, especially once once they lose their tugboat. When they... when Because the virus, which again is us apparently, but so the alien computer entity basically takes over the AI that's in the ship. They don't really specify that it has like stated it does say that it has like state-of-the-art equipment on it but that's it like oh this is just well yeah of course it would have been a top-of-the-line science vessel or research vessel they mentioned it has like 20 or 30 labs in it and stuff like right research vessel but it's russian so slash there's a whole floor of just weapons and oh yeah oh yeah no yeah it's stuff like that oh definitely yeah (laughs) just a just a bunch of blonde haired guys getting ready to beat rocky um so they take so they take the ship and then all of a sudden things start happening and they 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 find they start to find the little robot creatures and the little robot spiders and things like that that the ship itself built. And yeah, there's Did it build all of those? I felt like when they talked about like they have this like robotics laboratory that maybe some of those like the little six legged spider robots were already there. No, because the legs are bones. They don't really oh, like they yeah. All? If you look close, like the legs are designed to be like kind of bony and they don't really take a they don't really notice that. It's just, oh, it's a thing. And then the ones that can fly, like the little bees. Yeah, those are weird. The, the, the skin. They're <laughs> yeah, basically skin that. wings. At no point, they don't like, hey, wait a second. This is cool, <laughs> but what the hell is this? <laughs> Again, back to the optimism, especially of the captain all through the movie. Like, Yeah. Clear through the movie, he's just like, nope. Even <laughs> at one point, like... They're like relieve him of command, basically, and he's just like, "We're still gonna tow this thing." Yeah, out of here. still, yeah. She takes, she essentially, well, she relieves him of command, but doesn't really take command herself either. Yeah, like there's not, you're not. Oh well, who's in charge? Shit, nobody's in charge. <laughs> which is great. Which is just, this is so fun. So as they start to go deeper into the ship, and the story kind of unfolds more and more more and more creatures uh, present themselves and they're all um, humanized computer robots and stuff and and moving fairly quickly too. Even the one guy that to me, I laughed. To me, it looked like Lin-Manuel Miranda. That one guy with the with the goatee, mm. he looks just like Lin-Manuel Miranda. I, I was laughing. I, I watched it with my brother Lauren. And Which one was that? Was that the one that's the friend? Like he's... Seems kind of like the best friend of the Baldwin. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah the dude with the... The one that uh, kept calling him Stevie. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, he gets the thing... The, he gets the... Oh, impl- yeah. He's the, the first in- one to get yeah. taken by the little... Yeah, exactly. The spider. Yeah, thing. he gets taken and then he gets assimilated like super fast. So he's got the camera sticking out of the side of his face. He looks face like a now. Borg. Basically, yeah, he looks exactly like a Borg. And... Which is really cool effect because you can't tell 
I mean, that looks really cool. Yeah. Even for late '90s standards, um, the 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 makeup effects on it are really super rad. Oh, like you said, the yeah, the practical effects are. You can tell that's where they spent all their money. Correct. Oh, big <laughs> We're time. We're going to get this ship and practical effects. Yep, that's it. <laughs> and however much we got to pay Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> to be <laughs> here. <laughs> yes, because that was coming off of True Lies 1996. So she was a hot commodity. <laughs> Hot. Definitely, it was just on the hot commodity. Yeah, if you were if you were a post pubescent boy in the late nineties, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis was definitely in the top five of like the hottest. That's girls all this movie was seen. missing was a Jamie well, Lee Curtis stripper. Yeah, scene. Good Lord, <laughs> let me convince these robots to look the other way. <laughs> I kept thinking through the whole movie, like especially at the beginning, and then halfway through because then I had to switch characters. I was like. If you were having a party at your house, this would be a great drinking game movie. Because in the beginning, like the first quarter way through it before the first guy gets taken, Mm -hmm. you could just do a shot every time that guy's like, hey, Stevie. Hey, Stevie. 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 (laughs) Because by the time you drank to all those times he says Stevie, you'd be drunk. You'd be hammered. Yeah. And then he dies. And then the rest of the movie, you could just drink every time they say Everett. For the captain. Yeah, it's true. Everett. Everett. <laughs> just come yeah. down off your... Everett. <laughs> yep. The... <laughs> I love... And just... It is a perfect... The film is a perfect show showpiece for like what you can do with practical effects. Because each one is a little bit different. And it's just a... Ca- it's just, I can't say the word. Cavaclade of... of of different things. And even that Stevie robot there, even you could even tell at one point it's a puppet that gets sticking through the door and then pulled back. Yeah. Hey Stevie. And then that's when they, when they, when he just kind of pokes his head through, but they all look cool and they all look so, some of them look just, some of them look fake as hell, but other ones look really, really cool. And to me, that was, that was really fun to watch, and I, I enjoyed that a lot, but I really wish there was more of like an emotional thing to it. Yeah. But I'll have to say that, you know, we were talking about Donald Sutherland. Halfway through, when you know, he's relieved command and he could care less, again, I think he's still just hammered as hell. Uh, he Something happens that made me sit up and really pay attention and i think that it's something that a better franchise has left on the table and has never ever once adequately explored it and i'll tell you what that is they realize that they can talk to the they could talk to the the the, the, AI. the ai he says that he is the um, he refers to himself as the like leader or the alpha, the alpha, yeah. or something like something that. Like His name is Everton, and he wants to talk to them. And he goes and talks to. So then he goes and talks to the robots, and says that they're going to turn on you. They're going to kill you. I can help you. They they strike up like a devil's bargain. But then the computer gets him and assimilates him. 
and he gets turned into a, a computer and he gets viratized or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and I think that that part is absolutely amazing. And I love it. The reveal. Sorry, we're going to spoil shit on the show. You know this. I love the reveal when he comes back and, and exposes himself that he's got that he's yeah that was cool he like, turned into a robot i actually like didn't really see that coming i thought he i was just either. gonna like oh he turned coat on him yep so i thought he would get killed like a different way yeah exactly. not just like oh well thanks immediately and i'm gonna make you into it immediately <laughs> well it's kind of <laughs> ambiguous that did he want to that did he not want right that? I, I don't it, yeah it's not it's very ambiguous for one it's awesome because it's very fluid it's probably one of the best pieces in the film i think it's my favorite for sure the donald said because it just looks rad and there's i mean there's scarring done to make it look it totally looks like they got him they took him apart and they put him onto computer onto robotics robotics and it just if it, it looked good it, it and i loved just the energy that he brought to it i was watching watching the featurette they filmed that in one day because he didn't want to have to get in the makeup twice because it was six hours. <laughs> that was what I was going to yeah, say. It was, it was like, I could just imagine like being there on set when they're yeah. like, all right, Donald. Yeah, Donald Sutherland. we're going to put you in this robot thing. <laughs> costume. Yep. Just... Yeah, he he liked it. I mean, they're showing clips of him getting it put on. But like he, he didn't want to have to sit through that twice because that's six hours. And I mean, it's Donald Sutherland. Even in late 90s, he was still been doing movies for 40 years. I mean, he was in the original MASH movie. Like, Donaldson, he's a national treasure. Um, but it was just so rad the way that if, if he if he wanted to be assimilated, it was awesome. If he didn't, he took to it quickly anyway, and he loved it because he was still – he was the most still him. In fact, he felt more energized. He was more – he just looked better. So – what I think they did the best was with that character because what I was talking about with a, a, a better franchise, because this was supposed to be a franchise. Star Trek. You know, you know, I've watched Star... I've been a fan of Star Trek since I was a little kid. The Borg, to me, <clears throat> the scariest bad guys ever created in their more scarier than the Klingons they're more scarier than the Romulans they're more scarier or frightening than anything from Star Wars anything that Star Trek has I mean any kind of weird Zindi or any kind of bullshit things that then come up like in the Kelvin universe or any of that stuff Khan none of those things even remotely come close even like supernatural entities that you see in other movies. Nothing comes close to me to be more terrifying than a Borg situation. Having your humanity taken from you, plugged into a group consciousness that I can only imagine would be so insanely loud and so just you would go insane almost immediately the enormity of that and having that that stripped away from you I, I will say that's the one thing that Star Trek has never really they've explored it but nowhere near the level that's if you really sit back and think about how terrifying that is and how does your because they even mentioned that the computers are keeping the bot that's still pumping blood still in even in in Star Trek, 
they're still living. They need the human component of that. So the amount of pain and anguish and just, especially if your humanness is still in there, that is terrifying to me. I can't think of anything that's more terrifying. And this movie kind of explores that a little bit, especially with Donald Sutherland's character. I like to think that that's what he wanted. He wanted to be assimilated because he became a lot more powerful than he was because he, he was a lot stronger. I mean, he was half robot and he took to it pretty good. <laughs> and so that begs the question in the universe of a Star Trek, there's people out there that would have wanted to knowing, especially in these past few years, knowing <laughs> living in this time in history and seeing that what people are willing to do for what they I mean, even going through like the coronavirus, like it's pretty straightforward, but nobody can get it right anyway. Like there would be people that would seek that out and want to be that way, would want to be part of the Borg Collective. So I think that's something that they did amazingly well. And it's, it's, it's disturbing on a level that is, it's almost, it's just unfathomable to me and of all the of all of science fiction i think that's the more i mean it pops up a lot and when it does it's still really terrifying to me you you remember the portal game you played did you play the portal game not a whole lot but not yeah, a whole I know, lot i know portal yeah yeah that happens to a character in portal you learn that a human was turned into a machine and oh it just gives me the chills just thinking about it and so to see this played out in a way that was sometimes cartoony and other times just to see the real specifics of it was pretty it was pretty intense and i really loved i loved it and i really liked exploring that thought a little bit because it's something that you don't get to explore very much well and you get to see like a little more of it i think I mean, I'm not a big as big of a Star Trek. Yeah, fan as you, yeah, for sure. But like, from the Borg stuff, I recall from like Voyager and stuff. Yeah, it's always like the person gets captured, and then the next scene you see them, they're they're Borg. They're it's Borg. not like there's yeah. any like I communicated with the with the hive mind and yeah said hmm I can help you or you exactly know? <laughs> yeah like, yeah there's very little there's very little communicate directly uh, data did. In the movie, but yeah, in the in those shows, they they get injected with the with the uh, Borg nanites, and it takes over their body. It plugs their brain into the the hive collective, and they become drones. And it's obviously more gritty in this movie. Like he goes down into the bottom where they're making all these. Yeah, he falls down. And he the... sees like the half people and stuff. Yeah, they're just floating. Like, I, I don't remember ever seeing that kind of stuff in Star no, Trek. You know, no, that you, like, you oh, don't get to see the goriness. Things? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. You don't get to see the the goriness of it. And even in in Voyager, Seven of Nine was a little girl when she became when she was when she when she became part of the board and then she grew up. So she was growing, which means everything that you would think of with a human, how to grow. Right. Food, waste, uh, the change for women, like all these things you have to kind of think like, shit, that would have still happened or at least 
something would have happened to cause the because it's not just dead flesh just flopped on top of a computer it's right. living flesh that's being kept alive by these computers so and like you said do they, they would know ha- it's happening or is this like or is it like what they t- you know touch on like in the matrix are they just like in this thing yeah or is fed, just, yeah they, know, they have like... no idea they're there <laughs> at all in the times that they have talked about it in star trek now granted i have not watched discovery i have not watched picard and i don't know if those things are and it wasn't hep- it wasn't there they weren't in, in they weren't in uh the kelvin timeline movies at all so i have no idea if that's ex- if that's expanded on more but i just know that from what i had seen in all the star trek i'd ever seen there's a lot more there that they kind of like hint on and hmm. even even in even in the old flashback scenes um even back then when Picard would would flash back to being Locutus of Borg, it was it was really violent and flashy, and I can just imagine the the mental torment and torture. Hmm. But in the princess of in, in the respective virus, it's he, he likes what he's happened to him, and he's he's sadly I I, I was. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense that they didn't they didn't have a lot of Donald Sutherland to record with <laughs> the film, so they couldn't have made him like one of the final bad guys or have him fuse with the spider with monster, with the big like... monster, which would have been definitely on brand with late '90s science fiction. Look like look at um, Lost in Space movie. Again, we're definitely going to cover Lost in Space movie on this show, but um, <laughs> Big Spider. So I'm glad we got to watch it. Uh, what other, was there anything else in there that you really picked out that you liked, Jermaine Campbell? Um, I mean, not can't think of anything at the moment. But mm-hmm. like, like you said, it's a it's a it's a very well paced movie, so you're yeah. definitely never bored. No, you're not right. bored. Lack some story, obviously, but I'm more curious, like, if this was based off a comic and it was, I know nothing about, obviously, yeah, and it was going to be more than one thing, like, there's got to be, was more it story. supposed to end so, or, differently in the movie or like, cause I mean, how does the virus, <laughs> does the ship make it to land in, in the comic or, you know, is it even based off of a sh- any of the same stuff at all? Cause I just don't know where you would go. <laughs> From here, well, it, it, it describes it as literally just an energy being that comes down, so you could have more energy beings. I mean, <laughs> I like not knowing about not going in. Like I heard a virus, obviously, but never seen it. Mm-hmm. Like even like when it first started, it threw me off because I was like, I was like, oh okay, it's not gonna be like pathological or whatever. But then I was like, which is exactly, and what then I they show this, and then they show this the space station and that the thing going through the space station. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's going to all be in space. Perfect. Right on. Nope. <laughs> nope. A it's boat. all going to be on a boat. <laughs> on the earth. Yep. So I was like, man, this movie's just going everywhere. <laughs> so. the, you know, it's funny watching those those featurettes too. You could, like I said, they, they, they fell over themselves with how much energy and time that they put into the, 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 the effects. Even the CGI stuff was really funny because they invented they interviewed some of the people that did the cgi 
And you can totally tell that the people that framed just the feature at for the DVD still had the late 90s hacker mentality on what somebody who works on a computer looks like. Because <laughs> they... I'm going to see if I can't find this. I'm sure this film, this little featurette is on YouTube. But the guy that did like a lot of the the effects and stuff, he's sitting in this dark room with these computers and he's just like lit on his face. And he just looks <laughs> like this little villain, like this little Gollum villain. It was just hilarious. But like I said, they fall, they fell over themselves with um, going over. And they showed the, 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 the raw footage of the, the Goliath monster. It looked really cool. And there was little things that you don't even, you know, because we've gotten so desensitized to CGI characters. It is fun to go back and watch the very beginning of CGI characters before they're all CGI, you know, when it was used just sparingly. Well, it, and wasn't, it wasn't good enough then. Like, it wasn't good. And, and it was expensive. They, and they did a great job in this movie. Like, yeah. The few scenes where there are CGI, they, they, use, they still use it cautiously yeah like it's dark or it's mm-hmm. in a tight quarter so you don't see everything yep. and and they knew what to what to animate to make it look like you didn't even know you're looking at something that was that was cgi that one of the clips where he, he it's when he when he jumps up and he's bashing these pipes out of his way and then he rips the grating off the floor mm-hmm. all none of that was real and you would have never known it looked so cool and you look back at this feature it's like oh nice so all the pipes and stuff were CGI. A lot there, of the, a lot, versus like the actual the pipes, the the grating, and the creature. Like all of that was all one thing instead of it being put into the scene. Like it, the way they did it was really cool. The funny part about this is, you again, you can tell where his his passion that that John Bruno's passions were. The boat itself. He's, uh, he talks about, well, what we did was we went back and the boat that we used for the Abyss model was still there. We still had it. This big, huge, I don't know, 20-foot boat model that they had. So I bought that. And we've refurbished it to look like our, our thing. And then we've, we, put it out in, we put it out in the water and we made it look... Like, because I'd been on in storms on these big boats and what that's like. So we were able to recreate that on this, on this model. And he just went on and on and on about the model to the boat, which when you see the movie, yep, that's small, that's small, that's small. That's oh, cool, real. the big real, <laughs> fakey, fakey, real. <laughs> but it's just cool to see, him, to, to see them talk about how much, like, love and time and effort that went into this. Yeah. That they really loved. And he said that you'll... One of the things, because, you know, they always film these things while they're making the movies. They have no idea what it's going to end up being, right? And we'll go through the detail, details here in a second. But they, you could just tell that he loved the the process. He just loved it. And he said, people are going to love, people are going to want to come back to see this boat <laughs> go through this storm. Because, yeah, out of nowhere, there's a storm. Nowhere inside the boat does it feel like you're in a storm, but they show us a boat in a storm, and it looks cool. You can tell it's a model, but it still looks cool, and that's what. Yeah, there the, is the, that kind of a problem. Like when they're filming all the scenes inside, never once are they like flailing around from nope. one side to the other, like because of the the waves or anything. Mm-hmm. But they did. Uh, they they did built a huge gimbal. Uh, set for the tugboat inside the tugboat during the storm. So they had this huge thing that they did. They spent a lot of money on sets. They'd spent a lot of money on 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 all the practical stuff. It was great. 
such fun stuff. It's just... Ugh. So it was released on January 15th, 1999. Not a good weekend uh, for these <laughs> well, tentpole type January's pictures. January is not a good month anyway, usually. No. no. Um, the budget's $75 million and it only made $30 million. Wow. So, um, let's see what came out around that same time. January. January 15th. 1999 movies. <laughs> Nothing good. No, just <laughs> Okay, so. Oh, shit. Uh, Varsity Blues. Uh. Boondock Saints, which did not start well. That, that created, that 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 built up, that didn't open. Yeah, that was kind of like a cult following. Yeah. So you've had Virus, Varsity Blues, which by far was a bigger deal. I'm I'm pretty sure I even went to see that in theater, and Varsity I'm not even Blues. a fan of football. Yeah, <laughs> so. yep. And then Bicentennial Man. So within two weeks, you had Virus, Varsity Blues, Bicentennial Man, which I dug. I really dug Bicentennial Man, and then Boondock Saints, Cookie's Fortune. Nah. <laughs> the following weekend, oh shit! Okay, the following weekend, you had Jawbreak. No, yeah, yo, Jawbreaker. Meh. A Walk on the Moon, and She's All That. This movie never had a chance. <laughs> if you were alive down that time, say, if you she's were... All That was probably one of the winners out of there. Yeah, for sure. A Walk on the Moon, and She's All That. If you were if you were a, a, a youngster during that time period, you definitely watched <laughs> Varsity Blues. Or a teenager with a girlfriend. Or a teenager with a girlfriend. You would be like, like hey, uh, we're yeah. going to go see Virus. Nope. nope. You're going to go see She's All That. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't take a movie that created its own parody movies. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah, that's going to win every time. Every single time. I will so, say, is like, as awesome as I thought Donald Sutherland's character was in this movie, yeah. I did have one tiny what up? piece to pick on. Was he's supposed to be Irish, right? Because <laughs> I can't fucking yeah. tell. <laughs> Unless he's like, if he's really like, Angry, then he sounded more Irish. Yes, it did come and go. <laughs> or if he's yelling, he's more sounded more Irish. Yeah. But the rest of the time when he's just talking, he just sounds like Donald Sutherland. I did notice that his <laughs> accent kind of came and went. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the some of the the characters too, the individual characters, none of them are like they're they're like bland by default because <laughs> they have these really cool fleshed out characters. But they don't really do anything rewarding with them right. at all. No. You've got the Maori guy, which he's got like face tattoos and stuff. He's rad looking. Which is funny because, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't he the villain in True Lies? Or was that a different guy? Ooh, we'd have to say, uh, could be. Because he worked on True Lies. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if he's the same guy. We'll have to look him up. And you've got, uh, what's that, Bell was his name? Yeah. Um, which I so, felt like after watching that movie, I was like, I've seen this guy in... Three other movies is the same character. Correct. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, then you had uh, the black dude, which was really cool, but then he goes crazy out of nowhere for no reason. Um, but you had the, the guy that looks like Lin-Manuel Miranda, the Russian lady that survived the virus, but then it's still cool to walk around and didn't go crazy. Yeah. Like you saw a crew complement of like several hundred people all turn into either get killed or turn into to robots, and she's still kind of fairly cool 
And then I, I love that Daniel Baldwin, or excuse me, William Baldwin is still like, he's, he looks like he's still wearing his pants he got from Backdraft. Because yeah. most of the movie, he looks like he's wearing fireman's pants instead of fisherman's pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was it was the hint, so it was the one from Backdraft. It was. I always yep. get them during that time frame. They yeah. all look the same. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've all like since kind of branched 90s, off. You've got like a... yeah, you got Alec and then William. Will William to me was always the more smoldering one because he was the one from Backdraft and Sliver. Like he's just right. mm, yeah. Then you had Stephen Baldwin that was Barney Rubble, who is since now a conservative Trump person i believe and then you've got daniel (laughs) (laughs) she knows yeah so yeah i i i had fun watching it and i I wasn't bored but i just would like to have had a little bit more more of us like i don't know real emotions like you could totally tell it was a it was an artist's movie and that art medium was special effects and makeup and robotics and stuff because that's really the 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 home run for sure of the movie definitely not story narrative and i think that oh he wasn't the one in true lies it wasn't the same guy from true lies oh, but okay. he's been in a ton of movies oh i'm sure oh yeah no every one of these people and, like, are big movies oh yeah every what like what can you got it pulled up yeah let's see yeah, there's there's nobody in this film that's like, oh yeah, you're you're just the guy they hired. Like, I thought that the Russian lady was Dina Mayer, but it wasn't her. I recognize her for somewhere else though too. Yeah, um, he was in Six Days and Seven Nights. Ooh, okay. Three Kings. Ooh, Three Kings. That's a good uh, film. Blow, Training Day, The Majestic. Oh, okay. Collateral Damage. All right, cool. Uh, traffic. Ooh, and this. The this fountain. was this is the ooh the fountain was cool so the he was the um the Maori guy yeah you're talking Live about free or die hard ten thousand BC so I I'm willing to <laughs> bet that he's always playing some sort of terrorist then or, at yeah. some point yeah okay. the last Airbender ooh now that's definitely a show movie we're doing on this show if yeah we're here's definitely... what's funny though he is also <laughs> he is in slated on on IMDb to be in the five. The next four Avatar movies, <laughs> like two through five, he's listed. As but was he in Avatar: The Last Airbender? No. Well, yeah, Is he that was the in Avatar? that too. Oh, he was in that one, and yeah, he was on Avatar. But he's in Avatar, like <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I was wondering if he was, but he wasn't in the first Avatar. He's just in two, three, four, and five. Of course. I mean, this is which well, I yeah. didn't know they were still making that many I, of them. The fact uh, they, I don't <laughs> know, have yet to release any of. I've them, never seen the first have one. A, Part of Disney, or you know, I, I think they they care more about that property than I think the people. People didn't go point. see it because ooh, they weren't because they were in love with that concept. They, they wanted to see the effects. They better be careful. They're gonna wait too long. It's gonna be like Sonic the Hedgehog. Like <laughs> what? Okay, Why? All hey, right, Sonic. make a video, yeah. <laughs> make a movie about a video game from the eighties. Sonic was fun though. That movie was all right. <laughs> Jim Carrey stole it, right? But because yeah, the the stuff with Sonic was terrible. Yeah. All right. So Virus was a lot of, like I said, it was a lot of fun. If you're into that sort of thing, special effects, creature effects, makeup, robotics, that kind of stuff, it's great. If you kind of want to explore that concept, this movie could easily be the Borg come to Earth. That's what it is more than anything else. It's not 
It's not a contagious. It's not a, a contagious. It's not a. See, that's why I picked this for the show because oh, this will be timely. Like, okay, let's let's finally do a virus <laughs> during the coronavirus pandemic. Let's do a virus movie. Wrong oh, movie to pick. virus. <laughs> Shit. Nope. Got that wrong. But that's okay. <laughs> a lot of fun, and like I said, it's not boring. There's just some moments that are engaging, and that's it. But if you really like aesthetically like. That kind of stuff. It's really cool. I definitely, definitely recommend a the movie trailer because, uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's it, um the 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 space the scenes from outer space that they put in the trailer look like cut scenes to a late '90s video game. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, it just totally looks just like a a a. A, a televised magazine that they used to put out with like Maxim magazine and stuff like that, or with uh, video game magazines back in the day. It's, it's top notch. Uh, the trailer alone. And then these little featurettes are kind of fun. If you're really interested in what they, and John Bruno's giant boat <laughs> that he loves so much, a uh, lot of love and a lot of time and effort went into this movie, not by the actors because you, <laughs> <laughs> they just are there for their check and who can blame them. But, well, they the main st- actors. I feel like the other ones put their heart and soul into it. The ones you I, don't, I agree. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah. haven't ever seen again. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Your main, t- at least Donald and 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 Jamie for sure did it. Even even in the future, she's like, yeah, this is good. this could be a fun summer flick. Yeah. Of course it will. Although be, Jamie. I, I felt a little bad for the the black guy. I forget the actor's name, unfortunately, but like it, I feel like he went into the casting call and they're like all right have you seen predator yep yep have you seen alien yep okay we want you to be that black guy yep (laughs) yep (laughs) absolutely and he was even though he like he went crazy for no reason he definitely had the most sense about him he's like all right cool i'm gonna he he immediately starts like weaponizing himself and i'm gonna kill this motherfucker (laughs) yeah he's got a plan he finds an it's a research vessel but they've got ieds in it or what are those things called the rocket launcher things Oh. I, I don't know what they're called, but um, yeah, he's. Did they, they have like surface to ground missiles or something? Surface like to that. ground missiles, yeah. <laughs> which I, which they shoot off inside the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure they were going to shoot it straight down into the bowel of the boat, <laughs> right? And and blow the bottom so it sinks, because they would they would definitely sink. But I, I just like the weird ejection seat thing the boat has for no particular reason. Yeah, how they escape <laughs> through a missile and they she drags william with yeah her. in typical like 90s fashion you can just hold on to somebody being ejected out of a thing and you're fine just yep. like twister I'm just gonna, tie around the rope and thing. Just, <laughs> just gonna tie my belt around this oh. pipe and it's gonna hold me here yep but yeah if, it, if if you like meet the gut blood and guts of movies like how movies are made you definitely this. tell the love is there and it's a great movie to watch for that like yeah like nothing they didn't cheap out on any of that stuff. The only thing that's goofy to me, to me, that they it didn't say cheap out is just kind of what they had to do was when the robots are walking in and out of rooms because you can tell they're just being brought in on sticks <laughs> yeah. and then brought back out. Like, oh no, the robot's here and he's not his upper body's not moving. And it's like, okay, I get those parts, but just how they were put together was really cool, yeah. really really cool. One of the ones that are like the full bodies, like there's the one guy, the captain. 
the Russian captain. Yeah. That's a cool one. And then Donna, Donald Sutherland's, oh, when he top. comes in, that's an awesome That's a way one. good reveal for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some really good stuff. If you like, so if you, if you like the thing, and if you like late 90s hacker culture, <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, nobody wanted this when it came out, but it's still a lot of fun. And I, it's cool. I, I said I'm not going to fall over myself to watch it again, but it was cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it wasn't like a waste of time by any means. <laughs> no I way. I was like, watched it and I was like, yeah, that was, was fun. wonderful. Yeah, it was no, fun. Yeah, it was a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And if anything, a guy got to make something that he was really proud of and he worked hard for his opportunity because he worked with James Cameron for years. I mean, T2 was 90. I mean, that's. Abyss was even earlier than that. Like this guy's been making movies, learning from somebody that's can be considered a visionary. No matter what you feel about James Cameron, like he is a visionary. He does see things. A futurist is the word you used once that right. I was perfect. He could see like, okay, that's where this medium, this art is going. So I'm going to explore it more. And this John Bruno guy learned from him, and you can tell that he definitely went to the school of Cameron and came up with this. It's like we built a movie around doing these yeah. things. It's abyss, but gross, and it's <laughs> awesome. So definitely check out uh, Virus. Um, it's not the timely <laughs> contagion movie that we thought it was, but it's still a whole lot of fun. And um, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in this week to the Be Kind Rewind. Uh, love you so much. Don't forget to to check us out on all your you know check us out on all your streaming devices. Leave us a comment, uh, a review would be awesome. Um, and again, don't don't uh, make sure you check out some other great shows here on the Eavesdrop Network. Um, again, love you. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>